Hey, everybody. Today on Locked On Bama, this is a bonus episode. This is actually our sixth episode of the week. Crazy stuff, but when you have a crazy week, that's what you got to do. Jimmy and I are going to talk about the Jimbo and Saban stuff some more because it's interesting. It's relevant. It's important. And uh, Saban's right and Jimbo's not. So, yeah, we're going to talk about all that on Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson to me. That's me. I had a trip up on that to begin with. I should start over, but I'm not. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing great. And isn't it, uh, you know, it, it took this dust up this week, I guess. To call, I, it, it just got me so excited about football. It I mean, did. Football. And I'm not talking about Alabama versus Texas A&M. Yeah, that'll eventually get here. I'm just talking about football. Just what a reminder of how fun and dramatic all this crap is. Uh, first of all, you can tell I'm in another hotel, this time in Columbus, Ohio, from my son's. Uh, God, you look like you just gagged on on the camera. But uh, of course, I, I, of course, I your, coughed all morning till we start recording. I appreciate you muting it, but I did, I did get to see it, um, it was, which made it look worse. But came from the bottom you, of my lungs, man. If you had just coughed, I would have been like, "Oh, he's coughing." When you did what you did without the noise, it looks horrible. But anyway. Yeah. You can tell I'm in a hotel by the crappy pictures behind me. Um, I don't know why hotels insist on having horrible pictures everywhere we go. I guess it'd be weird if they had pictures of other people's families in there. But anyway, um, Jimmy, the only thing that I can say that this reminds me of at all is when John Calipari and, um, oh, God, the former coach at Temple. I was just thinking of his name. John Cheney. John Cheney got into it um, and Cheney actually came into the press conference and said, I'll kill you. Now, Cheney's was worse. Um, Cause, I, and also I think that was a lot more one-sided. Cheney was super pissed right after a game. And, um, b- but this one was, you know, Saban took a shot. Um, he, he later apologized, which I think was the right thing to do. I think you and I both agree. Saban probably could have just left the A&M part out of it. But well, if we could do it all over again, if we could do it all over again, and, and Coach Saban had the, uh, the honor of listening to me in terms of, of, of how to do this, he, I wonder how this would have played out differently. Instead of saying Texas A&M, instead of saying Jimbo Fisher, which I don't believe he did, I think he just said Texas A&M, but instead of saying A&M or Jimbo Fisher, I wonder if Nick Saban specifically would have said the collective associated with Texas A&M and, that, and forced A&M to address that, which they acted in that stupid press conference didn't exist. Oh, we don't know anything about that. That has nothing, that has nothing to do with, with let us. Let me stop you. Let me stop you there because I want to get on that rant. I do. Right. But I want to say this first, that I do appreciate Nick Saban taking the high road, which is what I thought he would do on the backside of this thing. I, a lot of people are like, oh, get your popcorn ready. Saban's going to fire back. If you know Nick Saban, Nick Saban's going to do exactly what he did. He remained calm. And he said, look, I, I shouldn't have brought Texas, you know, I shouldn't have said that. And I didn't, I'm sorry, uh, Jimbo Fisher essentially took it that way. 
Um, I, I tried to call him and Deion Sanders. It's been intimated or at least hinted that he and Dion have spoken. I don't know if they've spoken or not. And frankly, I don't care if they've spoken or not. Um, some people have taken this to, to mean, again, Nick Saban is the greatest hypocrite of all time, which, again, I don't agree with. But I understand if you if you take away your sheer hatred or dislike for Nick Saban, I think that you can look at this and go, OK, Saban, his presentation of this was off in a way. But overall, what he's saying is correct. And I'll tell you, like now that we've had a day to digest this, I'll be honest, Jimmy, I was less Team Saban initially. I'm more Team Saban now. Again, there's nobody 100% right in this. Nobody's 100% right. It could have been handled differently all the way around. But Jimbo Fisher, he, he was just shaking the whole time during the press conference. Every time he picked up a water bottle, it just felt like water was boiling out of it. And... um he was using the word despicable six times to describe this man. He also talked about how, hey, if you want to talk about cheating, and maybe there's some other people who know about cheating, you know, intimating is Saban. And what a, I mean, what a group of reporters in there. Why didn't one of them say, you worked for him? Why don't you give us yep. the gossip right now? Give yep. us the stuff, baby. Nobody yep. said that. That was nope. weak. Um, well, he got no, he got no real question. He just got, he got no real question. They were scared shitless of him. He got people helping him get that specific message out. Uh, he could have easily been asked, uh, "Wait a minute, uh, are you are are you telling us that while you worked for Nick Saban, that staff under Saban's watch committed NCA violations?" And no one asked that, which was an obvious follow up to what he said. And again, how they let him off the hook with uh, uh, not with him saying, I don't know anything about this collective that uh, is associated with a and I don't know anything about it. That's that where he means, stepped on his goober, Jimmy. That's yeah, where he stepped on it. Because yeah, to me, number one, and I'm going to let you say this because you have texted me this. I'm going to let you say what you texted because I think you deserve the credit for it. You said he's either this or he's this, and I'll let you use the adjectives. Well, if he doesn't know what the collective is doing, if he doesn't know, if he knows nothing about this group that is paying six figures to Texas A&M athletes, and I'm not accusing them of breaking rules. I don't know. Nobody I'm not is. accusing them of breaking Coach Saban didn't either. I'm not accusing anybody of breaking rules. I don't know all the facts, but it appears from the outside that this collective is paying Texas A&M athletes six figures. And Jimbo Fisher is saying he knows nothing about that. That is grossly negligent. He needs to know that, good or bad. If they're breaking rules or not breaking rules, he needs to know everything about that. He says he knows nothing. So he's either negligent or he's lying. And he just spent 15 minutes talking about how horrible it is to lie. He's, his whole press conference was about how horrible and despicable his words, how despicable it is to lie and that his own parents taught him not to do that. Yeah. And, and, and he probably got slapped a time or two, apparently, and that taught him not to lie. And he thought other people should be slapped. So, so which is it, Jimbo? Are you grossly negligent for not knowing about an entity that's paying your players six figures each or are you lying which one is it because i don't see 
an option C. I, I don't know either. That, I don't. I know that schools are not supposed to work with the collectives. I, I, I'm sure that's true, and I'm and I'm not alleging that they do or don't. But I bet, even though Alabama's collective has been around a lot, we heard, we've had Alabama's collective guy on our show. He specifically said he did talk to Nick Saban. It was one time he talked to Nick Saban one time, and 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 talked to Greg Byrne like one time. The only people they talk to at Alabama is Alabama's compliance to make sure they're not running afoul of any rules that are out there. But I bet you Nick Saban knows exactly what high tide tradition is doing. He, he wants to know. He, he doesn't manage it. He doesn't, you know, run it. Uh, he's not giving them orders. But he knows. He knows what they're doing because he's not going to allow his kids to benefit or not benefit in ways they could. Uh, I, I, I think it's disingenuous is not even a strong enough word for, for what that press conference was about and how those reporters in the room didn't follow up with questions about the collective. And th th that bothers me so much that when, when see Jimbo, he felt he would, th this was the ultimate hold me back from beating your ass kind of, kind of move that we see uh, uh, all the time where somebody's like, hold me back or I'm just going to go off on these guys. Well, nobody was holding you back and you could have said whatever you wanted. And if you knew where some bodies were buried, big shot, if you're that pissed off and if you really want to bring, if you really do shit the right way, then why didn't you set the record yeah. straight? And here's yeah. the other thing, Jimbo, if you're talking about nobody keeps up with him, he's despicable, he's dishonest, he's a liar, he's a cheat. You worked for him for several years. <laughs> and not only that, if you know all this stuff about him, they kept saying, go ask anybody that worked for him. We're asking you. You worked for you him. Work for You're him. here. <laughs> you, you have the microphone by yourself. So mm. well, why don't you tell us all of this shit? And the, and the reason you won't is because either you're lying, like you said, or you're doing the same shit. One of the two. Because I'm not going to sit here on this podcast or any podcast and say, because here's the, uh, the other side of the whole argument that I get. And I do need to say this really quickly. Thank you, Bet Online. Thank you, Built Bar. We appreciate you two guys for being sponsors. This is sort of a bonus episode, but Bet Online, Built Bar, Rock Auto, man, y'all are the best. Thank y'all. We, we love y'all. Please go check them out, everybody. Thank y'all, everybody from the Locked On Network. Thanks, y'all. Now, the, the thing from the other side is this, okay? Some people are like, okay, we get what Saban's saying. That if AM is allegedly paying hundreds of thousands to recruits and promising that before they get there, but it's not in writing. That's in fact one of their lawyers apparently told Stuart Mandel or something like that. And Mandel tweeted it. Like the lawyer said, yeah, what Saban said is essentially true, but it, you know, they it worded it differently or something. Um if that is true then what's the difference in that in illegal inducements since before the NIL, like a, let's call it an Albert Means situation or a Cam Newton thing where you all we all assume they got money to go to their respective schools. There's not much difference, okay? Except now I think what everybody was trying to do is say, okay, let's all get on the same page here. Let's all have NIL and you can do NIL when, when you get on campus, you can get whatever you want. The other thing that was really misrepresented this whole time was the Bryce Young stuff. 
Bryce Young got his money after he had been at Alabama. And I think that was the intent of the rule. You may hate the rule. I don't like the rule. I think it's kind of stupid. I think it's impossible to police. But again, what Saban is saying is, if A&M is allowed to promise people X amount of dollars before they ever set foot on campus, it is that is not what the spirit of the rule is. And if that is the rule, please let us know so we can do that so we can and do not it. get in trouble. That's mm-hmm. what all he was saying. He said it rather poorly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm also not going to be naive enough to think Alabama has never gotten their hands dirty in recruiting in the past. But that's all, again, that's that's done. That, that side of it's over so I think what we're trying to do is have a new world going forward and trying to have these same rules. And again, I also admit Texas has more money in Alabama. And so if they if their NIL deals, if we all say we're going to do NIL this way and their NIL deals are better, I don't blame A&M when I owe it if they can get better NIL deals. More power to you. But if we're also going to say you can't get an NIL deal until you get on campus, then I don't think AM should be able to tell kids you're going to get this much when you get on campus before you sign. That's all I think Nick Saban was saying. And I think that's not too much to ask. I made a joke uh, yesterday. Uh, I mean, and I mean, it, uh, you know, it's a joke, but there's there's truth to it. This is what I, I think is going on or what most fans think is going on. And, and it looks this way is 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 the way around so like a, a a collective contacts a kid which they shouldn't do but a collective is talking to a, a kid a collective from any school let's say it's texas a&m who cares and, and they say hey uh this is uh the a&m collective and uh you know uh w- once you enroll in our favorite school we're not going to tell you what our favorite school is but once you enroll at our favorite school we're we're giving you two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a guarantee. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars will be waiting for you uh, on a check in your locker uh, the day that you're putting your stuff in your locker. There'll be a two hundred fifty thousand dollar check in there written to you, uh, sir. I'm not allowed to even talk to you. You're a booster. Oh no no no! It is completely legal that we're talking because I'm not a booster. I work for a collective. collective. That's perfectly legal. So this is all perfectly legal. I'm a collective. I'm a member of a collective. I'm not a booster. Oh, so we can talk. Yes, it's perfectly legal. Um, this check that you're promising me that I'm getting on day one, I don't have to do anything for that check. I just show up and it's there waiting for me in my locker. That's right. Uh, that doesn't sound legal either. Oh, it's perfectly legal because on the check at the bottom left part of the check in the four, there's a four down there. We just write N-I-L, makes it totally legal. Kids, oh, I mean, is that really what's going on? Because that's what it kind of sounds like is happening. Now, none of that, none of that is even within a three wood of what (laughs) name, image, and likeness benefits for the kids was supposed to look like. Okay, Jimmy, now let me, let, and I think you will agree with me here. I'm not sure. There are people mad saying, you just don't want the kids to get theirs. No, I'm totally with the kids getting theirs. Totally. And if we say, if as as a group of schools, that here's what we're going to do, guys. You can, if you give them a check for, if you say you sign with us, you get 250,000. And and we all agree you can do that. Or however much, a million, whatever you got that you want to give them, you can buy them for. 
and I hate to use that term because it sounds so awful, but you can purchase their services, um, whatever. If we all agree we want to go down that path, then fine. Let's all agree to go down that path. It sure seems to me that's not what the path was meant to be. And AM is carving a new path, allegedly. That's what Sabin was getting at. Right. And again, it's also hard to be so mad at Sabin when my, the University of Miami actually did have a guy commit to transfer to Miami for X amount of dollars for his um, his uh, NIL. And he, he basically got it as soon as he got there. Um, and then another kid say, I'm going to transfer because I want more. And, and he got it or he figured it out or whatever the hell it is. So when all these battles are in the public like this, I mean, is Saban really that wrong? And here's the other thing. Again, if we want to say there's no rules, is just right. What was that? They used to be the Outback said that, right? No rules, just right. If we all get blooming onions in the form of $100 bills, so be it. I, if we all play by that rule, the problem is going to be we're going to have seven schools playing football. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. That's exactly right. And I'm not again. I know you're not. We're not against the players being rightfully compensated for their name, image and likeness or even their services. If that's what we decide this is going to be. We are what Coach Saban is for and what even Kirby Smart this morning told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. There needs to be a uniform set of rules. That's it. That's what everyone is railing about. It's what me and you rail about. There needs to be a, what are the rules? Because if everybody's just doing what they think is right or what they think is allowable and 130 schools are doing it 130 different ways, it's not good for the game. There's no parity. And I'm just using that term because Coach Saban used it. It's probably not even the best term, but that's what he's talking about. Uh, and, and again, if it's going to be no, anybody can pay whatever it is that they decide that they want to pay. Well, not even the professional leagues operate uh, under those rules. Not even the professional leagues do that. And, and I've talked about it before, way before the Saban and Fisher stuff. What we have in college football is way, way beyond, way worse than what happens in pro sports. Because in pro sports, you have to have a certain amount of service time before you are granted the privilege of being a free agent. College football kids are all free agents, every single one of them, every one year, well, in, until they transfer, and then they lose that right. But all college free age, all freshmen playing college football are free agents. You, you don't have to have any service time. You're just a free agent, and that's unsustainable. It would never work. The NFL and their, and their trillion dollars would collapse if contracts were not allowed to be longer than one year. And and can you imagine, would you, uh, your son's an Eagles fan. <laughs> would he love the Eagles if ev this year Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts are their players and next year, uh, next year Mitch Trubisky and DeAndre Hopkins are their quarterback yeah. and wide receiver? And the year after that, it's uh, Jameis Winston and their best wide receiver is Mike Evans. Uh, I, I mean, or, or, who would support the NFL team if their entire roster changed out? You have to Every have a single modicum season. or modicum. Is it modicum or modicum? I'm going to go modicum. Okay, of of loyalty somewhere in there that you can latch on to. And here's the other thing that was so funny yesterday. And this is, there were so much, everybody's bitching about Saban's hypocrisy. How about the hypocrisy of, of Jimbo Fisher? I mean, first of all, let's, let's not forget this guy, 
and I, I don't have any hate for Jameis Winston. I don't. But his tenure at Florida State was troubled. It was best. outrageous. It was outrageous the way Jimbo Fisher defended Jameis at every move and did all and every he could to keep him on the field. It was, and also, it, if it, there was another FSU uh, alum, but he showed us who he was. He showed yeah. us who he was. He showed us who he was. When somebody shows you who they are, believe believe them. Well, so I've, I've believed that ever since 2013. And there was an FSU alum who said, yeah, Alabama tried to give me money back in 2000. Well, that's great. Nick Saban wasn't there then. I mean, Mike Shula, I mean, uh, Mike Dubose was, and it doesn't shock any of us that Alabama tried to pay you then. Shocks none of us. No, not Alabama fans, not none of us. But we paid our price for that. So, and we also admit that sometimes we've probably gotten away with some stuff, just like A&M has, just like Florida State has, just like Auburn has, just like Tennessee and, and Arkansas. Everybody has. So we understand sometimes it's not really cheating if you don't get caught. Just like I went 82 miles per hour to the airport the other day, no cops saw me, so I got away with it. Sometimes it happens. Now, the other thing that, that stands out in a hypocritical way, I'm not scared of conflict. In fact, I love it. He, he folded his arms even. I love it. I love me some conflict. Bring on the conflict. Well, Nick Saban tried to call you. I wouldn't even take that call. <laughs> that's the, that's the worst by the way terrible yeah. Jimbo Fisher impression but but we're is, done we're done he said we're done like they're a couple did I just do Ross Perot or Jimbo Fisher by the way? <laughs> that giant sucking sound you heard is me not taking Nick Saban's call <laughs> he sounded like Shailene Woodley he sounded like Shailene Woodley discussing her relationship with Aaron Rodgers oh god this whole thing is, but I'm, this is not God's honest truth, Jimmy. Now, part of this is because I went to bed about 7.30 last night. I mean, like, I've been traveling a lot. I've been going to bed early. I'm, my time's all screwed up. I'm on Easter time. But I went to bed at 7.30 last night, and somebody came in the hotel loud as shit about midnight, and it woke me up. And I, I kind of went back to sleep, but never that deep sleep. Yep. And so I'm exhausted from that. But when I got on the plane earlier this morning to fly to Columbus, I said, you know, there was another another article about Alabama Saban and, and Jimbo. And I said, I just can't read it. I'm so I'm drained from this whole thing because I think what's going to happen, though, and I've we've already seen this movement. The initial reaction was, whoa, what did Saban do here? Did this really happen? Then Jimbo fires back at 10 o'clock the next morning and he's so fiery mad, you know, his water spilling everywhere. Um, he doesn't even believe you know, Nick Saban's a human being anymore. He's just a troll that lives under a bridge that has a Dodge Charger dealership on top of it. I mean, he just he just doesn't even believe in Saban anymore. And, and now everybody's talking about that. And everybody's like, yeah, Jimbo's kind of, yeah, this is about to be a fight. And then Saban takes the high road and sort of diffuses it a little more. And again, if everybody just watched the original video from soup to nuts, they would see the whole thing wasn't as bad as you thought anyway. And now I think people are starting to say, uh, you know, I, maybe what Saban said wasn't all that bad, and it probably didn't deserve the literal personal attacks, numerous literal personal attacks that Jimbo threw at him. And on top of that, I found it kind of weird that Jimbo kept talking about, he's talking about guys' families. No, he, he wasn't. He wasn't at all. And he didn't say anybody did anything illegal. He was just saying, let's all get on the same page. Exactly. It's, it's, I guess it's like when there's offsetting personal fouls. Sometimes I get so upset when I'm watching a game and someone commits a personal foul and it's, it's a personal foul and it deserves a flag. 
because uh, someone did something uh, extracurriculars they call it and they're like well that's a flag and they throw the flag but the guy that retaliates yeah goes totally overboard takes off his helmet swings it around punches people goes nuts uh acts like a complete psycho does five six seven things that are just like whoa 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 and then what does the referee say when the play is over offsetting fouls offsetting fouls personal foul here and i'm like wait a minute yeah, yeah the first guy was wrong the second guy committed five personal fouls you can't just wave the whole thing off and say both of you are wrong what nick saban did was arguably wrong what jimbo fisher did was way the hell wrong it was off the reservation wrong and it shouldn't be treated the same but let's also what? say this let's also say this if and i know auburn calls you know has chris davis day because of what he did on the kick six and god bless is still probably the best one of the best plays in college football history if not the best one of the most memorable i'll never forget that moment from a sucky reason but for Auburn people and college football and people in general, I think they remember that moment with reverence. And Chris Davis, I wrote this glowing article about how uh, Ron Ingram, who is with the HSA, he told me when Chris Davis signed with Auburn, I asked Ron, because he, he's sort of an Auburn guy, I asked him, you know, what do you think about Auburn's class? He said, you'll remember the name Chris Davis one way or the other. He said, something will happen. Well, it took to his, his second to last game ever at Auburn for it to happen, but it happened, or third to last game, but it happened. And so I gave him a lot of credit for that. And Chris Davis is apparently a really nice dude. But Chris Davis blew some coverage against Jameis Winston in the last drive in the national championship game against Florida State, or Jimbo Fisher still would not have a national championship, despite the fact that he had much more talent than anybody else in a conference that's not anywhere close to SEC. And on top of that, Jimbo Fisher hadn't sniffed the uh, SEC championship game, people will say, what about 2020? What about 2020? Alabama beat the shit out of them. That was the only competition they had. Alabama beat their brains in, so they didn't get close to it. And then last year, they ducked out of a game against Wake Forest. So again, Jimbo, I mean, yeah. we I certainly understand you're being a little upset by this. You went way overboard, and um, you, you threw in some personal stuff that was way too personal. And, um, you know, is it too much to ask? I mean, I know I'm sitting here in a Yacht Rock review shirt in a hotel room in Columbus. Is it too much to ask when you have a press conference? When you first of all, when you have a press conference and, and by yourself, there's nobody near you, and yep. you call somebody else God and narcissistic. It's right. kind of funny. When and you call secondly, a press conference to call someone else a narcissist, uh, it's funny. That's a bit ironic. Could you also just hey, how about an iron or a comb or something? I mean. <laughs> it really looked like somebody pulled him off the beach after a really long day in uh, in Panama City. And they were like, hey, I got to go do this press conference like toot sweet. I don't have time to, to put on a new shirt or nothing. Um, but anyway, look, it's going to make October 8th beautiful. Awesome. And um, I, I have no problem with Texas A&M on the whole. I really don't. I have no problem with Texas A&M at all. I went there last year, had a good time. I enjoyed it. Jimbo Fisher, it, I, I'm going to take his advice, just like you said, Jimmy. I think he is what he just showed us he was. And um, the fact the fact that he reacted the way he did and Saban ultimately reacted the way he did, I think I think that's kind of what those two dudes are. And uh, yep. it is what it is. And, hey, you know what? Maybe he is the czar of college football. He kind of is. I'll tell you who we don't want is the czar, a guy who loses his shit 
without really taking a moment to take a breath and understand what's happening and then gets at a press conference, calls somebody else God and goes, I don't even know what our collective is doing. Wouldn't it be ironic and fun if, uh, if Nick Saban stepped down after the season was over as head coach of Alabama and literally became uh, by election uh, the commissioner of college football and he announced on day one, the first thing we're going to do is review exactly what happened in recruiting <laughs> in 2022. That would be fun. I hope he, that'd be funny if he gets that. Yeah, would you step into my office, Jimbo, and, and we brought your collective. I know you, you, you represent us from your collective. You probably never met. Uh, this is your collective. This is Jimbo. Jimbo, you have got your collective in my office. I know y'all haven't met. I'll introduce y'all. All right. We got to go. This went on for 30 minutes with no commercial interruption. And I told you before we did it, it was going to be 15 minutes. We couldn't do just 15 minutes. Appreciate you guys listening. Please do hit that subscribe button. And uh, we'll be back next week. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.